0: what's up it's Denaya Azure be sure to follow me all over social media at Denaya Azure D-A-N-A-Y-A-A-Z-U-R-E and like the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for you facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure radio and be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube just type in Denaya Azure that's true thanks for having me on today I really appreciate it I hope that we have a great
1: conversation
0: Absolutely. I wanted to have you on because we are kicking off mental health awareness month. And That's right. yeah, and um man <laughs> this has been an interesting year to say the least. You know, I think yeah, uh, I, I think the, the biggest thing this is my amazing cousin, um, she's originally from here but now she's down to Texas doing her thing. I'm so so incredibly mm-hmm. proud of her and what I'm blessed. To know about is when, since I, when my mom got sick she was like one of the first people I talked to and she's really helped me to kind of keep sane <laughs> to, to yeah. say the least and you know I, she's just been an amazing support system and I'm like thank god my cousin's a therapist it makes my life a little bit easier you know to kind of get through all of this um but being from chicago so like what i hear is that when people go to different states it gets kind of crazy because there's a misconception about how chicago is so what is the one misconception that you said that you've gotten being um being from here and doing work in texas
1: oh i think overall i've had the i think the luxury if you want to call it that of being able to do work and training across different states and that's included um Of course, going to school out in D.C., Washington, D.C., being in Georgia, Texas. But I think people tend to think that Chicago is all bad only because it's got a reputation of violence because of what people have seen on TV. And while some of that might be true because of some of the situations that have happened in terms of shootings, it doesn't mean that the entire city is that way. You know, being born and raised in Chicago, I've been exposed to some of the great parts of it as well as other areas that have a lot less resource. And so, what we tend to see on TV tends to be the stuff that gets people's attention quickly. And it's usually those short little tidbits on the news, and it's like that high impact stuff of, oh, Chicago's all violent. And so, when people assume that and they meet you, kind of I give you that side eye like is this person from that area and if they are what does that mean about them but I guess as it connects to my work then it becomes well what does that mean about your training and what does that mean about my care you know and overall Mm. it hasn't been a terrible thing I don't feel like it's gotten in the way there's been times when I've met folks who also moved and have been from Chicago the Illinois area or from the Midwest and we've been able to connect on that but it has been something that comes up sometimes in conversation but I gotta remind folks that just because you're from Chicago doesn't
0: mean that you can't be wonderful and put out some excellent work. Absolutely, I think, and and, and that's the biggest thing too. Like I know I work with a, a lot of different music artists and people that are in radio from around the country, and that's the biggest thing. I, I think the biggest misconception that I that I have seen is that, especially when it comes to our when our music and our culture, is that they all think we're like Chief Keef. I'm like, um, wait, what? <coughs> Where did you get this narrative from?
2: <laughs> where did you get yeah. these
0: lies from? Like, where, who are you guys talking to? Who, who do you know that lives there that's telling you these this BS? You can't be talking to anyone that lives there because that just makes no sense.
1: Well, I think it's just people have a limited view. It's just like any other big city that's dominated by certain types of big news stories. If you just listen to only that, you're going to miss all the jewels, the gems, and the wonderful things that go on with the city. So I don't let that be a big focus of everything, but I'm using it as an opportunity to educate people a little bit about the different side of a place and to be exposed to somebody who might be a little different than what they would expect to come from a city like that. So we don't let that be a downer in the conversation
0: yes definitely definitely so you've been um you've been working with mental health for a while what do you mm-hmm. think is, has been the the biggest spike when it comes to young kids and suicides and do you think, it, do you think it's more bullying Do you think it's more the schools do you think it's a combination of parents not paying attention like what, what do you think is the biggest component okay so we have to think about
1: kids and suicide so one I always like to be clear about the type of work that I do. So I am considered a psychologist, clinical psychologist, and I work within the health arena. And the work that I do, I focus all specifically on adults with cancer, and I work for a large academic medical institution. And so my work, I don't focus on and work specifically with children. Right. I have done some work in the past where I did work on inpatient for a children's medical center, but there's a lot that's going on with this topic, in part because we are seeing a rise in the amount of African-American children, um, adults, are um, attempting committing suicide than what we've seen before. And so people are wondering, like, what is going on? Bullying has been a big piece of um, the issue, too, because of what we're seeing now in terms of how kids are being treated by their peers Mm. and how much access they have to each other. There was once a time when, you know, people might say, oh, kids will be kids, and they just have these little times when they just make fun of everybody and they only do it at school, and then they leave. But now, they're not only just experiencing some of this hostility at school, but that behavior is following them afterwards. We have a rise in our use of social media, and then also with that comes either kids have access to each other that way, or they're having this need to compare themselves to other kids, and so that definitely affects how they feel socially. Um, You know, when it comes to suicide, I don't think you can just look at one part to say, this is the reason and this is attributing to it
2: because right.
1: when you think about suicide itself um in terms of what's underneath there's also a lot of emotion that's connected to it also Absolutely. feelings of extreme hopelessness beyond just helplessness um so your depression or the feeling that there's nothing that you can control and no one understands and you can't get help definitely take all the factors of the stressors and the limited social support and the emotional you know anguish and the lack of access and the misunderstanding i think that is kind of like that recipe for uh in a situation that we started to see so there's a lot of factors that's there
0: absolutely you know and, and i and i think uh you definitely touched on something you talked about the social media component of everything, I think what a lot of people don't realize, and I'm dealing with as a grown adult, Jesus Christ. Um, the thing is that social media can be like like a telephone. One person says one thing, and it gets twisted, and then it becomes a whole other, just complete mess. Mm-hmm. Now imagine having to deal with that day after day after day for hundreds of thousands of. From hundreds of thousands of people, I know all the time people want to talk about celebrities. Know they have this perfect life and yada yada yada, and you know why? Why would they be? Why would they be mad if somebody's bullying them? Um, they're people. That's what I think. That there's a misconception. People that are in the spotlight are still people at the end of the day, and they still have to go home. They still have to live their lives outside of off camera or what's supposed to be off camera. Some of them don't even have a chance to get off camera you know what sure. i mean and and, and so people are like well why would you know why would they want to end their lives if they feel, if they don't think they have a life anymore because they can't do anything that's mm-hmm. where that comes into play
1: a lot of people, yeah, people don't think about that and you that's why it's important that whenever people notice signs like that either in a loved one or friend and colleague or whomever that you do have the conversation. I think too often we have people who aren't feeling so good and we are so busy with our own stuff that we just overlook it and we move past. And that person is still there and they are hurting and suffering by themselves. Um, so I think the ownership goes um, both ways. Whereas if you're experiencing something like that, that you do reach out, um, you seek help. Sometimes it could be from just having a conversation with someone you trust to be able to figure out how to get professional help, to be able to have that conversation. Or it could be the other way in which someone might notice, hey, this person's not doing um, all the things they used to do, or the way that they're acting is a little different. I'm just learning about them. Let me check in on them. Yeah. Figure out what's happening. Because when people get to that point where they feel like they don't have folks that understand them, they yes. have no outlet, and that's when they um, make decisions or have thoughts that maybe I would be better off not here because no one would um, care if I wasn't here anyway.
0: Right. Why do you think, as, as the African American community, that going to therapy is so looked down upon? Like, why do you think that's, like, it seems like, because from what I, I've seen, it's, it's getting better now, but definitely back in the day, was you no know, nobody wanted to get help. Why do you think that that, that
1: is? I think because there's, a, again, a lot of things that start off with stigma. Um, the stigma about mental health is prevalent for many groups um in the african-american black population as well as outside the idea of going to talk about things that happen to you or talking to a stranger is something that many people just can't quite get with so thinking counseling talking to a psychologist a psychiatrist or a therapist is just not in a lot of people's regular practice so with stigma comes a little bit of Um, cultural history and routine Um, there are some people who may have had access to even a school uh, counselor to be able to talk to them about any problems that come up and so for them that counseling has become kind of what they're used to or maybe if they were exposed to being able to go to a therapist a family therapist sometimes children have been exposed because parents are having difficulty going through divorce and so that's been you know brought in they have an understanding of what that means That's something else but for a lot of folks they have no idea where to even begin Mm. so the concept of therapy is just completely foreign and they have no clue and so what we tend to do with things that we don't understand we kind of look at it from a distance we are very slow about approaching it and we just figure that's for somebody else to deal with and
2: not
1: me and the other thing that comes up too are concerns about how religiosity and spirituality play in terms of what we want to think of as healing
2: Um, Mm. it's known from
1: research that Many members of African-American and black community tend to be very um, connected with religion, if not spirituality. And so we find that across the board, people will say, well, I will go to, you know, a pastor or I go to my church. I will go to someone who I feel is able to provide me with counsel from a spiritual space because I've been told that if I feel these sadness, this sadness or this anxiety, then I'm losing faith. So I need to go to a person who I trust is going to be able to enhance that faith that I feel like I'm losing because we have this idea that that's the way in which we need to heal ourselves. And so there's a lot of ways in which we can heal, right? We know that good mental health wellness, and that's why we're talking about this for me, yes. comes from having strong, you know, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health and it's not just one way of doing things but again going back to what you're used to your practice and your family what you've been taught you might not consider something outside of talking to your pastor and there's nothing wrong with talking to religious officials but i think we have to know that there have been other people placed on this earth who have licenses and um, background training to be able to identify and diagnose and treat mental health disorders so we have to consider them I mean, I can go on and on. The other thing is about poverty and lack of access and knowledge
2: about <laughs> where
1: where to go to seek a therapist. So um, often we know that, like, we have food deserts. We have deserts for mental health um, community um, agencies, or we don't have enough. Counselors to be able to provide help to where there may be a gap in appointment time So even if you do go in, maybe trying to have that follow up will be as consistent. And just like anything else, you need to have consistency because if you don't go back right away, you might not go back at all. Right. Mm. And so we have an absence or a lack of appropriate resources for people, and so they feel they don't, you're not able to reach it, or if it's too far away, and I'm driving an hour just to get to this therapist that I don't really have trust in then maybe I'm not going to be as motivated to continue to go and the other is sometimes folks say in the black community I want somebody that look like me and we know that we have a very lower percentage of african-american psychologists psychiatrists, and therapists
2: absolutely in the field.
1: and so it's really hard to always have that um as we call it our provider and our client match and it doesn't mean that people who are of a different ethnicity or race than you um, it's not that they can't provide quality care, but some people may not have that in, in, initial connection or feeling that that person is going to understand where they're coming from. And so they're less likely to reach out to a person of a different group. So that's become the issue. Or then we have concerns about the competency and if there are providers who are from different backgrounds, how well are they able to work with black population, people of minority backgrounds or lower income, et cetera, and then the last little factor in this piece, like I said, I can talk forever, is the perceptions of and the actual experience of racism and discrimination. Mm. And so I say that because, of course, there are explicit and um, overt acts in which people have been discriminated against, or are say um, comments are made towards them in which they feel belittled, misunderstood, or that it was in fact racist. And when those things happen, it's like a, kind of like a black eye for the rest of you know um, the. I guess the group at that time or the service at that time, it doesn't mean that everyone believes this way, but people are less likely then to um, have confidence in a system. And then I say perceptions of, because it leads from actual events occurring, and then now there's perceptions that this is gonna happen to me. So um, there's just a lot that we have to address. We can't just go from one angle, but we have to realize that it's a combination of multiple factors that get in the way of how and why black folks seek appropriate mental health counsel.
0: Wow. Let's see,
1: uh-huh. yeah,
0: no, but that's but that's very true, and I, and, I, and I like the fact that you really touched about the consistency. I know. Um, it's, I mean, we're talking on mental health awareness period. So I'll just be very candid. So I have been hospitalized when I was a child. Um, when I was thirteen, nine, sorry, 14, 19, and twenty was the last time because I learned my lesson. You don't. So if you're ever in, if you're ever at the psychiatric hospital. And the you know and you're talking to the person that's that's the intake worker if you get upset just walk away don't punch the guy it doesn't work out too well <laughs> it was so yeah, crazy because like the I didn't bad. even know what happened like my mom was like I oh, don't hit me up she was like she's like I was like why did he look at me where she's like you hit him I was like I don't remember that she's like she's like they called everybody like they called everybody <laughs> she said like, they called people off their lunch break I was like oh dad got it <laughs> so yeah don't do that <laughs> that doesn't work out too well for you Um, but I will say like the, the, I think it was right before I turned 21, we had, so what happens when you're doing, uh, when you're, when you're doing, when you're with different organizations and different hospitals and different, different companies when it comes to therapy, the way that it goes is typically they, 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 they usually have students. So they change out those students all the time. So it's very, very hard. To find that consistency. I know for me, oh my god, the last therapist that I had, she was awesome. And then she graduated or whatever, and, like, and I had put my trust into her. I hadn't uh-huh. been, and I hadn't, I haven't talked to one since because, like, this is somebody that I put my trust into, and, like, I can, I finally got to open up to someone, and then you go, oh, this is not gonna work. And that's what happens with a lot of people, I think. You have to be consistent when it comes to this because it's a, because you don't want to explain that over and over again. That's the biggest part for me is you don't mm. want to have to keep reliving the situation you know with somebody yeah. else' cause then you're just like like do you because then it becomes a situation of do you actually care or are you are you just here because you because you're gonna check for it and and I have a problem if you don't care about my issue because I'm coming to you and trusting you. And opening up to you, and if you're kind of just like eh, whatever, and just going on to the next person, that's an issue for me. You know, so I think it was, it, you know, it's very, very um, important to have somebody that you trust, that you're able to uh, really yeah. open, open up to, so that you so they can help you because they can't help you if you don't trust them, and that's a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, that
1: connection is really important. It's like that feeling that I can come and talk to you and tell you my um my business and that's the other yeah. thing that comes up with like the black community is the idea that you're going to talk to a complete stranger and yeah. you're going to tell them about the family secrets and what goes on <laughs> oh no you don't do that right so <laughs> right. we hear a lot of that um, and then the other is just knowing that you're sitting in front of somebody that you feel comfortable with like yes. you even feel willing to be vulnerable because with therapy and with addressing some of your shortcomings you got to be willing to open up and you got to yes. be willing to be vulnerable and it sounds like what like what you just said you know being vulnerable and sharing about a past experience but what I did want to mention was about the trainee model so what many folks might experience in different settings is that there is a trainee of some sort who is under the supervision of a licensed professional so depending on if this is like a medical center academic or counseling whatever it is they might have students that are there, right? They might be interns, they might be fellows, residents, et cetera, and they're also trying to learn how to be um, licensed professionals themselves one day. And so because of the situation, they're gonna have students who come in and they do rotations, but they're not there permanently. So it sounds like you had that experience where you may have had the initial evaluation with like the general therapist, but then the student comes, you're talking to them, you're getting things moving, you're feeling like we're connecting, and all of a sudden, they tell you, well, I'm going to be
0: leaving now. And so now I'm going to switch you over to someone else. Is that kind of what you were describing? That's exactly what it was. Exactly what it was. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. um, I'm sorry, what? What do you mean you're leaving? And she's like, we're done. And I was like, I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait but we just started yeah. to build something. Like, I I was not happy. I wrote down. She was like, oh, this is not good. She's like, I promise the person that comes behind me is going to be just as good. She wasn't. It yeah. didn't, it didn't work, you work. Know? And and I, and I think that that's where... A lot of people get it wrong and then like i know and it's interesting because because uh, we talk about all the time you know you know don't don't there that facebook is not your therapist however there is a there's a it's, it's tricky because on the one hand you want people to reach out and say something but on the other hand you don't want it to just be a situation where you're just constantly doing it for attention and you don't actually have issues and so it's it's a very tricky and, and fine line but also you want to make very I, when it comes to social media do not post what you don't want your mama to see. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't do it because it, because it never ends well. <laughs> it never ends well, and and then it becomes a situation where now you have to go now. Whatever issue you had, you have to go and explain it to more people because um, because you put it out there. You know what I'm saying? So like, you don't want to put something out that some, that someone can use against you just because you were mad in that moment. If you are upset.
1: Well, and in, in with that comment, it sounds like thinking about how people use social media to show their hurt spots. And we're starting to see more and more of that, that people feel more comfortable using the platform of their social media account as a place to journal, let's say, yes. out loud how they're feeling internally. And sometimes those comments that are made are ones where people are raising the eyebrow and wondering, oh, do you need extra support? What's going on? Right. How serious this might this be? And um, we don't necessarily want to, you know, make an assumption that this is this person's entire life. It could just be a moment, but you don't know exactly because people just post whatever they want to post, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that's been a hard thing to deal with. Um, I think as a person who's in this profession to see it sometimes, because of course can't just intervene all over the place and for people who are good friends you want to be able to step in for your friends but right. then you also want to allow people the space to be able to vent and share what's on their mind and their heart but i right. think what you're saying is be careful about yes. what you do put out there because other people are watching mm-hmm. and they're either modeling after you or people are out there and they're concerned for you or maybe this is just how you're feeling in a moment and maybe that's something that you can handle offline yes. and get some assistance with because then you don't feel like that later. And now, because folks have seen what you put out there,
2: mm-hmm. they are
1: making their um, decisions, their judgments, or whatever you want to call it, about you because of what content that you have put out there when you weren't yes. doing so well. And, it's, I mean, I get it. It's a free world. We can go ahead and post whatever we want. But I think some things should remain private. And some yeah. things, if it gets to a point of serious... Um, a serious situation, and you need some
0: support that. You don't do that online. No, you don't. Exactly. Yeah, because like with me, like I didn't, like I nobody even knew that my mom was sick until I absolutely had to say something. Nobody knew since uh-huh. she passed until after the memorial. As a matter of fact, because of the fact of I didn't, I didn't want ten thousand people asking questions, or even, even more so, getting to the fact of, of saying what they can do to quote unquote cure her. That would have just upset me, and there was no reason for all of that. You know, I've I've, no, I've seen people that have gone through it, and I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not having 10,000 people commenting and saying, well, she has to do X, Y, Z, and this, and the third and this, and, oh, didn't you know you could do X, Y, Z? That When there was no way to fix that situation. You know what I'm saying? That's why I handled it the way that I, had. I handled it offline. I was very, very candid about when I, when I um, you know, when I did say something about it. I said some real quick because otherwise it would have been a r- whole bunch of really not nice words. So I was very <laughs> candid in the way that I in the way that I approached that situation, you know. And like I said, I am so thankful for you because my God, <laughs> this has been one of the hardest experiences that I've ever dealt with. And I actually yeah, yeah. just went to a, a play talking about mental health. And my other friend, um, Nikki Lynette, shouts to her. We'll talk about that um, after Nolik's off the phone because that play was amazing, and she killed. She did the daggone thing, but she lost her mom to cancer almost a couple of years ago, and um, and so I felt every single word that she was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And like, and she was talking about mental health. That's one of the things she's doing now. She's a mental health advocate as well. You know, and I, I, I thank you. I thank you for going into this field because I know your patients love you. Because Aww. you have the most amazing heart, you have a beautiful spirit, and I'm so happy you're on Instagram and you're killing it right now. I'm so proud of you. Oh my goodness, uh-huh. Mona Robbins 2020. Make oh, sure so y'all you. follow her because she's definitely doing the Dagon thing, and you know, and your your personality is just shining through. And yeah, you know, and you're, getting, you're giving tips and advice like like you do in real life, and I think that's what's dope for people to really get to see what, what I've known. All along, how wonderful you are, and how many lives you're changing, how many people you're saving, like that. Like I thank you for that. I thank you for to that field because there are so many people that there are so few African Americans yeah. clinical psychologists, you know, and few that that really care and really get it. Like you from the city, you you know, you you've gone you've gone through things, so you're able to relate and help people and and genuinely care. And and that's what that's what a lot that's what's missing in the medical field. Period. It's people who genuinely care and not just there for a check. And you were definitely yeah, the people and, that went there and you know to what? actually helped. And you
1: touched on a couple things too I wanted to say is, um, well, one, yes, I am now on social media, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as ah. well. Um, I am on, under Mona Robbins 2020, um, Mona Robbins two zero two zero two two B's in my last name, Robin. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm doing this because I just wanted to bridge this conversation about mental health and overall physical wellness. So in my field of health psychology, I'm here working with patients to help enhance their quality of life. I mean, a lot of us, all of us are patients. It doesn't matter if you're going to the eye doctor, if you have a primary care physician, whatever it is, you are under the care of someone. And I know we all wanna be treated with respect, dignity, and for somebody to see us and appreciate us for who we are and to be able to give us the healing that we need. Now healing might all, not always mean having some type of cure, but healing might just mean, you know what? So ever since having egg diagnosis, I haven't been able to do things I used to like to do. I just wanna get a little bit more energy or feel like I am able to have a little bit of control back into my life. So I sit with my patients and we have these kind of conversations. But I don't think people realize that there are psychologists and therapists out here that are able to help even beyond just about the traditional couch and a chair and a mental health provider, but we're in a lot of different settings. We're in schools, we're in hospitals, You know, we're in community clinics, we're in businesses. And the whole purpose is to be able to strengthen the person that you are. We all want to enjoy the now and living what, where we are, and we want to be able to continue that going forward. And so the work that I'm doing here, I don't want it just to be in my office in this space. I decided to jump on social media so I could share a lot of the information that I'm also being taught from the patients that I work with. You know, everything that I do, I feel like it helps make me a better person because as much as I'm sharing interventions, I'm talking about what others might want to consider, I also have to walk that walk and do it myself. And so it's helping to make me a better person to be able to be more mindful about how I'm spending my time, how I'm using my energy, how I'm setting boundaries and interacting with people I care about around me. So do know that psychology is beyond just what we think of. of Can you read minds? Do you see the mind? And how do you feel? It's about overall wellness and making you the best person that you can possibly be. Mm.
0: That is what I need people to understand. It's about the whole person. Your mind, your body, and your soul. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you feel that you just cannot handle it and you don't want to burn it and you you don't think that you have anyone to talk to, reach out to a professional. Please. Please reach out to a professional. Reach out to whether it be a, a hotline or whatever because someone can help you. But if you don't ask, then nobody even knows anything's wrong.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. And, I mean, there's some resources out there, of course, depending on who's listening. There are some type of facilities where you are, whether it's in your immediate community or somewhere neighboring to you. And I would say to definitely reach out to um, larger institutions. If you want to get information, NIMH is a great online space, the go. National Institute of Mental Health thinking about, finding information and statistics, knowing about overall disparity, if that's information you want to get. Um, if you're trying to find out about local institutions or organizations, NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, you can go to NAMI.org. And again, I'm not sponsoring do I support necessarily these organizations, but having the knowledge and knowing about them is important I want to share that with other people. So, you know, do um, bring up these topics. Let's continue to have this conversation because sometimes this talk just doesn't happen in multiple settings or we just only talk about it when there's a problem and we shouldn't treat Mm. mental health as though it is an illness mental health is exactly that it's your physical mental well-being and how it's connected all together to help you to continue to move forward so let's keep this as a normal conversation because we all could benefit from enhancing our overall mental health
0: yeah, y'all see why she's dope, right? Y'all see why I love her. Oh, thank <laughs> y'all you. Y'all see why I love her. Like I said, she, I, I, your patients are so lucky because they they couldn't have they couldn't have had the best. They couldn't have had any better. Trust me.
1: <laughs> you know. And
0: I appreciate it. I do. Absolutely. You know. Until they can find you one more time. So then you gotta get out of here and get to work. But I do appreciate you taking your time out to come on and talk about this. Because it is, it is so important. It is so, so important. And in this Mental Health Awareness Month, there are so many things that I hope organizations are, are doing to reach out and, under, and help people understand. It's okay not to it. not be okay. But you need to tell someone that you're not okay so they can help you so that you can get your mind, body, and your soul back in order.
1: Mm-hmm. Friday, and I also want to give um, information out for those that are in the Dallas area. Um, I'm also the president of the Dallas Board Worth Work Association of Black Psychologists. Black you can definitely find us um, at our website, dfwabpsi.org. So that's dfwabpsi.org. You can find more information about our organization, different types of community outreach and activities that we're involved in. We do meet quarterly, and we're also trying to reach out and provide some information about um, educational opportunities for students
0: who are wanting to go into the field so that we can mentor and mold and develop you so get in touch with us definitely definitely thank you mona i absolutely love you that is dr robbins she is doing some amazing things y'all would have to be hearing from her make sure that y'all follow her on instagram at mona robbins 2020 like the facebook page facebook.com forward slash mona robbins all right, we're gonna get on out of here with her, but we'll be back with some music and some topics. All right, anyway, right here is Nia's video. We need to see underground. Your music, your station. Let's go.
3: Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Ah, uh. give me the green and I'm ready to go. I got that paper confetti to blow. Pins are a pistol like Stevie hold. Last be the dopest, straight through your nose. Smell exposed, they say lady rappers were dead, we arose, murder she wrote, Angela Lansbury quote, drama, hand me a phone, west coast with a chopper like Jesse James shows, but I'm from the shy. I'm the female D-Rose, I'm done with the verses, I fought with the pros, rebound with your girl, that's us throw with the bros, respect me, Elsa, Annie, you froze, sing at the top of my lungs, let it go, we're queen, a queen of so my queens, don't hand me my throne, I'm damaging shows, and ravaging foes, sometimes I'm a beauty, sometimes I'm a beast, on weekends I fast, on weekends I feast, on delicate rappers like delicate seas. my favorite cuisine, sour MC, so serve me a pattern with more recipes, dreams, night now, peace, scene, Hollywood hikes, my crop is the cream, make over, take over, I'm every extreme, don't no stay at my ring, go round up the gleam, check out my status on Google, a bing, read all that's listed, you cannot miss mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. don't go back, miss this, if I'm too slick, mm-hmm. yeah, I ripped it, waited, oh. I flipped Why it, while you get with it, it. I'll check my lipstick, my lipstick, my, my St. Germain, my Ruby Woo, my power suit, my Lady Danger, stick. my heroin, my dark side, stick. my MAC stick. red, my blue black, my upper amp, lipstick, too many, Shift. I swing my thighs, my hips don't lie. I know you want to get in this, but don't you get it twisted. Off the dome, is scripted. I'll chew you up and spit you out without smearing my lipstick. I am the truth, you I have a falsetto. I am the stone, you just saw a Think he my main, but he only my hevel. Love him in league. Go bang, go presto. He said he's staying around, I'm the best, though. My bravado staccato, the best flow. Pink bravado, because I am so special. Girls are right for me, Lucy and Nato. Matching lipstick, I am her, so let's go. Macking up in my Mac Milan mo Yes, Larry and Curly and Mo. I'm all about bass, but I'm also about trouble. My music's my cause, but I'm still a rebel. i never never a prodigy, so I'm not the devil, but I can raise hell. The <laughs> infernal level. Mirror, broke, mirror upon the river. Who is the realest in the list of all? Who wears a dress and goes on to the bar? With no glasses but, but sneakers of all. Colors and patterns, no laces, no flaws. Walk up to the bar and orders to tall. Glass a Long Island see with no straw. There's with a finger and starts up a brawl. Fashion and thrashing with verbal assault. Smokes like a cannibal, looks like a up. Smashing and crashing with vocal revolt. Run don't, don't you dismiss it or oh. you miss this. Don't you don't my my yeah. yeah. All fight a yeah. lift. Yeah. My pretty please, my please me, my hot tea yeah. Yeah. my fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. My film wall, yeah. 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 my double shot, my flesh pop, my hot gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Too many tried. Cassi, but I got more speeds than a stick shift. I swing my thighs, my hips on line Know you wanna get in this, but don't you get it? Without smearing my lipstick, i uh. get you drink with the coffee to wake you. Yeah. Cream of the craft, crop, don't let anyone cake. Easy flow of it, my verses, I'll bake you. Yeah. Like my 6 be Los Angeles Lakers. Drivel a riddle like Coca, i fake you. Yeah. Come back around, go to town and I'll shake you. Yeah. Go for the layup, you buckle, I'll break you. Yeah. So get your weight up. But weedies are quick, uh. really, I really wanna wanna
2: spit it fast, I can.
3: Feminist, I'm going like damn. I do it for the people chopping out the grand damn. For the kids in college cooking rhyming with spam, I do it for my city, do it for my fam. I do it for the women, do it for my grams. I do it for the youth buying over land, like chief teeth, bang bang. The like I'm, a I'm not alone, I'm a range. I'm tanto. My flow is right now, like Stack a lasso, abstract, yeah, it's oh, like a fossil. shake Come to my art show, my verse is framed. I'm and now a I'm get i and my Russian bread, yeah. my liquor ball, yeah. my candy on, yeah. my bombshell, my angel, my sweet and sour. Lipstick. Too many tried to pass me by, I got more speeds than a stick shift. Stop I swing my thighs, my hips on line, I know you want to get in this, yeah. but, don't don't get yeah. but don't you get it twisted, off the dome is scripted, I'll chew you up to spit you out without smearing my lipstick. But don't you get it twisted, off the dome is scripted, I'll chew you up to spit you out without smearing my lipstick.
2: the Tell the best.
0: 70-inch TV installed with a soundbar so the entire world can hear the Super Bowl. Are you happy now? Well, I mean, come on. It's the biggest game of the year. It's not like
3: I'm overdoing it.
0: Cool. So, I'm just glad I grabbed my earplugs so that at least one of us can hear tomorrow. So, what time is the food coming? Uh, food. Um, right. We forgot to grab the snacks. Hold up. You're telling me you bought a big-screen TV with a soundbar, Limerita, Coronas, but you forgot food?
3: Well, I, I, that's I... It,
0: that's it, that's it, Get off Instagram and give me the tablet. Hey. Uh, hello, I'm ordering from Grubhub. That way I can get my spinach pizza and wings, you can get your burger and fries, and nachos and sandwiches for the guys, all in one place.
2: Thank goodness for
0: www.grubhub.com.
2: Just cuddle a season Thought we did it all, had it all Thought we'd make it all for seasons And then one day you stayed away Couldn't sleep, had a feeling you was grieving And now I'm gone because you're wrong Just the time for something you was tweaking I called up my girl and now we might just And turn the club up We We about to turn the party to a freak, Nick We're living our life, Even if it's just for one night Someone number, but I'm a good time, baby. We say a f these. Niggas. We don't do math with so what these. We don't love these We do so what these so what these, these. We don't do math with so what these We don't love these niggas These niggas We say a fuck these never We don't do math with so what these niggles We don't love these Nirvana we just so at these, so these niggas, these niggas. We don't do much but so at these. We don't love these, these niggles the inside for the shots you play. It's not a game in any way. But now I'm gone away. And you're begging, pleading for me to stay, but it's too late. My girls, listen, now we about to twerk and turn the club up. We're in this b- we about to turn the party for a free, Nick. We're living our life, even if it's just one night. Keep it right, keep it tight. Don't want your number, but a hundred times. The one night, get it right back. That's what we all do. Ice cold, slow, that's fine. Hands wet, your sweat, not mine. Little top, show it all, unwind. Summer, 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 summer. Tighten, bang, bang, biggie, kitty, kitty. When I get that chop, that you can't kick it when I come back. Hey, put the drink in the cup. Hey, there's so no cup.
0: I'm talking to you. You're getting hungry, very hungry. Your mouth is watering. You have a craving, a craving for Doritos, a craving for crunchy tacos. Well, have I got a treat for you? You have got to try the Taco Bell Dorito Shell Tacos. Grab your favorite flavor, ranch. Nacho cheese, flamas, and now introducing guacamole. But you only have a limited time, so grab yours now, and I mean right now. Taco Bell guacamole, Doritos, tacos at participating stores for a limited time. Think outside the bun and live, live mass. Hey, what's up? It's Denia Azure. Be sure to follow me all over social media at Denaya Azure, D-A-N-A-Y-A-A-Z-U-R-E. And like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for You, facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure Radio. And be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Just type in Denia Azure.
2: in my notebook, my raps in my head I done killed a lot of people, Doc, who ain't actually dead I'm actually scared to go to sleep at night Cause I've unlocked this evil, huh? <laughs> it's like demon night Well, it's your therapist, got washed away am them I'm disturbed by your disturbances, let me help you out with some urgeness Before we get further this, gonna need you to calm down with that assertiveness And blurting out all this murder bitch with that hurt a bit. See, I'm tormented by horror visions on a mission stopping me from normal living. Organs on a minute on my dishes. I just pray that the Lord forgive Jesus, you need Jesus Or some other religious leader. Probably in tandem to help you get a handle on your mental freedom. Simple breathing would be a great place to start, but I'm on pins and needles about taking hearts and making distasteful art. Ripping the virgin. You saying that you insane, so you saying that you loony? Did you take that out of movie, or you saying that it fooled me? Oh, you think that I'm Gucci, but you thought that you knew me? But I, I'll turn your balls into jewelry, because I'm creepy and I'm cool.